what is that coming over the hill after Medulla Medulla? Oh, it's it's a desperate attempt to be fun and make a singles record again. It is um, the perhaps rightly maligned Volta. Um, I think I hate Volta more than most other Bjork albums. It's not necessarily a bad record. There are moments of actually quite interesting real beauty in there, but it feels not just regressive, but it feels like quite a few steps back for us. It's, it's like a, an easy option for Bjork at this point. She's essentially reverted to making another post, something that was less conceptual and sonically rounded as her previous outputs. It's regressed to... Blah. Try that again. It's regressive, atavistic, unchallenging, and when you view it in the kind of context of her discography, sticks out as a particularly uninventive moment. But it's not a bad album. If anyone else had put this record out, or it had arrived much earlier in Bjork's career, I'd be first to applaud it as interesting and quite fun. Maybe if you don't take it in context and just listen to it as an album rather than a point in a kind of artistic trajectory, that offers perhaps a little bit more of a favourable view of the record. It's also a pretty front-loaded record. The first four tracks are kind of great, to be fair. Earth Intruders comes in setting a more kind of rabbit ears, air quotes, fun tone than anything we've had since post. Wonderlust, I think, is actually a really underrated track in Bjork's entire catalogue. Dull Flame of Desire is quite long and bloated, but sees uh, her duetting with Anoni of Anthony Lee Johnson's fame. And Innocence shows off where Timberland was in the time, just about to produce single ladies, and there's a weird amount of musical similarity between the two. It's not great, but it's worth noting. But then it gets in this quite kind of languid, self-indulgent territory where the brass that she's become obsessed with when she's been off doing Drawing Restraint 9 with her then-partner, Matthew Barney, starts to rear its head throughout the album, and not often in a pleasant way. Um, she also, potentially quite cynically, grabs Tumani Diabite. Um, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly, but great Cora player who couldn't have been trendier at the time um, for a track called Hope. Um, thankfully, though, we do get one stab of genius at the back end of this record when she closes with Declare Independence, which is this kind of squealing, shouting, thudding bit of industrial kind of dancey stuff that harks back to what was going on on Telegram, actually, um, about the Faroe Islands, which is an odd choice and has kind of sparked some interesting um, protests in recent years when she played it at Tibet and uh, changed some lyrics to, um, well, you can fill in your own blanks there. But Volta, it's... Um, if this was Desert Island Disc, I'm not saving it from the waves. I could talk about biophilia for a good few hours, realistically. I could do an entire couple of episodes. In fact, you could do an entire series just on each track. Um, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to give you a quick overview of the tracks that are worthy of note here. There's stuff like Moon, which is based around the kind of lunar cycles and using lunar cycles to generate musical material. 
There's tracks like Thunderbolt, which uses a tuned Tesla coil, literally playing lightning to express something. There's tracks like Cosmogony, which is, I think, really, it's the, the meaning of this record you can kind of find in Cosmogony. It's about expressing the meaning of life and this kind of approach to transhumanism using like a couple of different creation myths. And she includes the Big Bang as one of those creation myths. So she's sort of smashing together this quite heavy, quite intricate and quite important content in a kind of musical format and presenting it in such a way that is hopefully quite thought-provoking, I think. There's other tracks like Crystalline, which is this kind of like shiny, bouncy thing that sounds like it's made from crystals and it's all about the internal reflections within you know, spaces and within people and it's about anxiety and it's glorious and then ends with this huge kind of celebratory joyous breakbeat this amen break that comes in the end and it's some of the best amen break programming you've ever heard on a record it's great and then we get into quite a, a heavy block of stuff like um dark matter and hollow and virus that are all quite leaden quite sinister these kind of chugging beats all these kind of chugging sequences that kind of just meander along it's quite a difficult listen some of these but they do bear attention and they do reward effort i think and then we get up to mutual core which is perhaps i think my favorite single from the record really um and I think you can kind of see everything that's going on in this record in Mutual Core. You can see this metaphor for tectonic plates and relationships and how when these things smash together, you get these volatile reactions. The music video for that ends up as being like Bjork being buried by sand and rocks and then emerging from a huge volcano as like this version of Vishnu. It's, it's just absolutely mind-bogglingly complex organs are playing uh, the strata of certain rock formations it's this kind of hugely cohesive well thought out almost perfectly thought out approach to composition and it's this kind of multi-dimensional way of doing things so what you hear musically is reflected vocally is reflected compositionally and conceptually and everything has been thought about and everything links together it also helps that some of these tracks are absolute bangers <laughs> 